Invest in yourself today with our Insider Pro product, which gives you the career path to reach the next step in your cybersecurity journey. Join today on cyberay.it using the discount code podcast. In this episode of the Cyberay podcast, we sit down with Cindy Jones, the senior product security specialist at Thermo Fisher and the president of B-Sides Las Vegas. Cindy explains how she got started with B-Sides and how the conferences come together. Well, welcome back to the Cyberry Podcast, everybody. Today, I'm excited to extend an invitation to Cindy Jones, who we have on today. Uh, Cindy is the Senior Product Security Specialist for Thermo Fisher Scientific and is also the uh, President of the Board of Directors for B-Sides Las Vegas. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet you at ShmooCon, or I guess uh, more LobbyCon, uh, earlier this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, thank you for being on the show, Cindy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we kind of said that, yeah, we met at uh, ShmooCon or, or LobbyCon, really, which um, if nobody's been, um, if they have it next year, uh, I highly recommend going. Um, it's just a, a great set of people and kind of everybody just being together. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we were in the middle of what we were calling our uh, stitch and bitch in the bar there. And uh, we had coloring books. We had people who were doing needlepoint. It was a lot of fun. It was um, I was using the coloring book because sometimes you just need to decompress and do some coloring. So yeah, was... I, I, I totally understand. Uh, yeah, I think you guys were coloring and stitching. There was a game show going on behind oh, us. Oh, yeah, a game show behind us. That was pretty yeah. awesome. That was pretty cool. People, yeah, people going around handing out stickers and stuff. Um, it was yeah. really crazy. It was a great time. Yeah, I highly suggest for anybody who uh, is in the area, hopefully if they you know were able to have it again next year. Um, but yeah, Cindy, uh, I, we talked a, a little bit before, but I wanted to kind of go, how did you get into kind of IT in the cybersecurity field and, you know, eventually, you know, move your way up to be in the president of, you know, one of a pretty large conference um, that takes place every year? So it's kind of a strange story. Um, I was a psych major in college. I um, wanted to, I had great dreams of going into social services and basically opening up a private adoption agency and, you know, being, doing clinical psychology as part of that. Um, and I took a course that just led me to, it had me reevaluate. It was a, an abnormal psych course and uh, it just had me reevaluating whether or not I really wanted to stick in the psychology field. So I took a break Um Went to, I got a temp job, as people sometimes will do, and I got placed at a computer peripheral company. Um, this is back in the day when, oh my gosh, 486s came with sound cards not on the motherboard. Pre-Pentium time. Wow, I'm old. Um, but <laughs> we went ahead and, so what the computer peripheral company did, they sold sound cards and CD-ROM drives and DVD drives eventually. Uh, modems and things like that. I ended in there just doing, I'd always been on BBSs and tinkered with things um, and played in the, in the, you know, cyber world, I guess you could call it. But um, I got in there and I was doing data entry and I was losing my mind. So I was so bored. It was just names, addresses, model numbers was not my jam. So they actually created a position for me. And that lasted about two months and they promoted me because I just had feel for it from the tech perspective. I was able mm-hmm. to work with customers as well because of my psych and my communications background. So oh, that yeah. was nice. So I ended up, by the time I left there three years later, I was running all of their online services. Um, 
I was like level three support and we, I think we had one more tier above us, but it was one guy. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was running the <laughs> online services there. And then I went to school, got some certifications and things like that. Ended up doing, running the gamut, doing support, doing network administration, desktop administration. And security just kind of happened. It was interesting. Um, I never knew that, you know, having a routine patching schedule qualified as security work. I never thought about, you know, education, security education for the users of the, the environments that I was working in counted as security work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved, started, when I moved from, I was living overseas at that time, uh, working for the DOD school system and started dawning on me that I need to check out some things. So I heard about DEF CON and I came over and it opened up a whole new world and I kind of found my tribe. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute. But right at that point, I just started, you know, it, it dawned on me. I was being educated a little bit more. And it dawned on me that the things I was doing were definitely, if not security related, absolutely hacker related. Mm-hmm. And I decided to apply that into my career. So there was a lot more scripting all of a sudden. There's a lot more, you know, automation, a lot more, you know, trying to break things to figure out how we can provide that information to the people so they can fix them. Yeah. And... Upon leaving, when I moved back to the States from Japan, um, I ended up working for a penetration test, uh, testing company and loved the work there, managed all their vulnerabilities management services, their vulnerability scanner, and uh, managed those services that they did for their, some of their enterprise clients, which was a lot of fun. Um, I say that very facetiously. It was yeah. not fun. It was difficult work. <laughs> it really is difficult work. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the evolution happened. And then the evolution continued. And I started getting into you know policy and things like that. So it continued to the point where I became a, uh, ended up doing consulting work and performing evaluations on overarching security programs or different aspects of those programs. And now I'm very focused on products uh, for Thermo Fisher Scientific, we have some amazing stu- equipment out there, but it's not an area where security has ever been the focus before. And that's the way, it's that way for a lot of the organizations of, uh, that do life sciences and yeah. uh, medical equipment. You know, there's they haven't really all, ever considered security to be a process, uh, to be a, a major component of their non-functional requirements. Mm-hmm. Well the state of the world and the fact that people are learning this has forced that to happen. Yeah. So being on this team for this company is spectacular. I get to give advice. I get to provide, you know, doing consulting for these individual products. And Thermo Fisher is a huge company. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of products <laughs> and some really cool ones um, that just needed to have some security applied to them. We do DNA sequencing with no security, it's, you, know, you think about that in a forensics environment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's concerning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, now we're here and we're doing our best to get to a point where we're, everything is going to be in a much better state moving forward. Because that's our goal. Thermo Fisher's motto is uh, making, allowing our customers to make the world run cleaner, healthier, and safer. And I'm just, I think that's great. I, they yeah. live their motto and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, well, that's a great motto to have. And then to yeah. actually, you know, try to live by and everything. <laughs> to yeah, do it, to fantastic. do it. That's yeah. the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of like, in a nutshell, my yeah, you, career progression there. <laughs> your origin story, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I mean, it, it, there's a lot of similarities between kind of what you just said and a lot of people that I've I've spoken to or comments I've seen kind of working at Cyber people trying to get into the industry is like, that's not how they started. Like you yourself, yeah. you said you were a psych major. I went to film school. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is not, it's not how you think things are going to go. And then, right. you know, like um, last time we talked, you said that, you know, when you were really little, I think you were like seven, you said um, you had like a toaster that broke and you just like had to take oh, it yeah. apart and like feel, you I've, know, see how it went together and everything. Yeah. My grandmother got really mad at me about that. I was, <laughs> it, well, you know, those little red wires, it wasn't toasting my toast there. That was because yeah. that little red wire. So I had to figure out why. Yeah. And I broke it. <laughs> I yeah, seven. Course, yeah. I was seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I did the same thing when I was little. I think one of my neighbors was throwing out like a computer monitor or something like that. And I just slowly oh. just took it apart just to kind of see oh what was God. inside. And every, yeah, my mom was real upset as there were screws <laughs> and stuff all over our garage. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to see, you know, what made it work. And it was like, I don't know. I don't remember what year it was, but it was like when one of the backgrounds you could get on whichever version of Windows was out was like the inside of a computer. And like, I thought it was like the coolest thing. So I thought I could recreate it <laughs> in my garage, it. which didn't didn't work at all. Good try <laughs> though. Good try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My like eight-year-old brain was like, that's totally how all this works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, See the picture? It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of those little things. It's like what interests you and like, you know, the industry is so big. There's so many oh, different offshoots and like it's not like there's like yeah. oh well I like tech so this is this is exactly what the pathway is it's like there's hundreds of pathways there's thousands probably now um, yeah you know it's just and it's kind just of getting finding, bigger yeah it's just getting bigger and kind of like we you said going to DefCon the first time it's like you kind of found your tribe like I found the people and kind of what I find interesting and what I kind of want to do and then you can just slowly from there figure out you know where you want to go or where you want to take it really. Right. And I, it really is a matter of exposure too, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. feel, you're not, a lot of things that are out there in the security industry, when I started, I wasn't even aware they were a thing, you know, and then those, they've also, it's evolved so much where it's almost like a, you look at a mind map or something, mm-hmm. you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's so many cool little niches that you could get involved with. And nobody should ever beat themselves up for not knowing all the niches because it's, yeah. it's vast. It's, it's a vast yeah, industry. It's, it's vast. There's always new things being invented and created oh gosh, and there's yeah. a whole new job role now that's coming up. I mean, it happens to me constantly when we're creating new courses and stuff like that. We'll have new instructors come on teaching X, Y, or Z and I'm reading it and I'm like, I had no idea this was a thing. Yeah. Like, what is, the, what's this thing? I need to learn about te- this thing what now. Are you teaching? Yeah. Huh? It's like, is the do students know this exists? Like, is somebody going to take your courses? I have never heard of this, and they're like, "Oh no, it's super popular." And then you look online, you're like, "Oh, I, how did I miss this?" Um, Yeah, but there's yeah, there's hundreds of those things that you're just going to miss, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, talking about you know, we touched on DefCon and how that you know you said you kind of found your tribe, um, and we spoke before about kind of when you first went to those conferences and kind of the same thing happened to me. The first one that I went to is I kind of went to the one talk I wanted to see and then I went back to my room and that was it. Yeah. Um, DEF CON back in the day, it was, uh, well, it still is. It's, it's a pretty crazy environment, right? I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a, so many different kinds of people, which is awesome. It's very, I find it to be very inclusive mm-hmm. um, and very accepting of all the different types of folks that are out there and then you go and you you see everybody together and the they're you know shenanigans happening all over the place yeah. and I was not the shenanigan appreciator when I first started going um it, it intimidated me a lot uh I also had some 
a lot of social anxiety uh, mm-hmm. that I've managed to hack my brain into no longer having. And how I did that, so I would go, like like you said, I go to talks and then I go back to my room. I didn't go to the parties. Yeah. I didn't go watch people throw in the pool. I just certainly didn't get in the pool. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> not a chance but <laughs> i uh so i would just i go hide out and i realize is a part of my career progression like i can speak one-on-one with the person yeah. but when i'm having when i would have to present to a large room or present you know report findings to people if it was a large group of people i was very anxious there mm-hmm. and i realized a lot of that stemmed not just from individual social anxiety but just fear of being in crowds yeah. um so I tried. I wanted to get myself in a position where I could move forward and get out of that that bucket. I wanted to hack my brain. Mm-hmm. So I what I ended up doing is I had the opportunity. I think it was at B sides Austin. It might have been the second B sides in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, so the B sides event had just had just kicked off in Vegas the uh, previous year. Um, I missed the first one, but the second one I went to, and it was a lot of fun, a lot less intense. Yeah. than the uh, DEFCON vibe, which was necessary. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'd like to be involved with this. So I heard of one. I was living in San Antonio in Texas at the time. Woo! And I heard That's of where I'm from. Side. Shout out. Right on. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just moved from there. I was there for 12 years. Um, <laughs> but I, I left. Uh, I went to Austin, had a B-Sides event. And I was all excited about it. So I went up there and I realized I'm in the same position. I don't know anybody here. I don't know. So I'm, I figured, okay, well, let me just say, hey, how, how can I help? Mm-hmm. How can I want to help? How can I help? And there was an awesome person uh, running registration or was registration check-in and they were, she was sitting there folding t-shirts and the lead, the organizer, Michael Goff said, Hey, you want to help? Go talk to her. Go talk to Michelle. I'm like, all right. So I ended up there and I'm folding t-shirts and then I'm checking people in mm-hmm. and I'm talking one-on-one still yeah. with every person who's coming in the door and at a very, very minuscule level, building some relationships. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember any of these people's names, nothing like yeah. that, but I've already made, commu- I've already communicated with you. I've done something that you need and you've talked to me as a human being and not, you know, there's been communication happening there. Yeah. So that helped. It made me feel a little bit more at ease. And once again, that, that, that's when, I think that's when I, that feeling of the tribe really hit home mm-hmm. is that I was able to communicate with each of these people and seeing four or five of them in a group, not so bad anymore. Seeing 10 of them in a group, not so bad anymore. Yeah. Was I going to speak in front of that group? Probably not for a little while, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was progress, right? So that's when I started, how I started getting involved um, with the B-Sides events. And I just, I truly believed in what they were doing. They're trying to bring education to the masses for, at that time, no cost. Yeah. And that was important to me. Um, so that's how it all started. And it's done nothing but grow since then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, uh, kind of like you were saying, I mean, when you first start going to conferences or first even get into kind of the industry, you know, there, there does seem to be like a lot that you don't know and kind of getting comfortable with it. And there's just like, I'm sure every other industry, there's a lot of weird inside joke type things or just weird things that you don't understand yet that you, you slowly kind of learn over time. But like, it's kind of that initial hurdle of like, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you're talking about something I'm specifically interested because of the vast arena of topics that get discussed at the conferences, I'm only going to go to maybe three talks. Oh yeah. In the course of like two days, because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I'll try to get educated in other areas, but if I'm not even aware what they mean, then will I sit in on a talk? Probably not. You know, so yeah. It's just a thing, <laughs> but yeah. 
So, okay. So moving from, you know, besides Austin, you said that's kind of where you started getting your feet wet. I mean, how did you go on to, did you just keep working with B-sides and their different events or um, like, how did you get to, you know, B-sides Vegas? So luckily for me, um, Dayami, Michelle, Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Shout out for her. Uh, she is the she was the person I interacted with, with at B Sides Austin. Um, she had also been present at the first B Sides in Las Vegas, as well as the second one. Um, I hadn't met her there because I was still kind of you know in my shell. But when we worked together in Austin, she's all like, "Hey, you want to come and work with me in Vegas at B Sides Vegas?" I said, "I'd love to come and work with you at B Sides Vegas." So we ended up running the registration table there together for one, two, three, three years, I think, from that mm-hmm. point on. Um, and so I ended up working in Vegas, just working as the second in registration. Um, the first two years we did it, we were at the Artisan Hotel, which is a less than uh, glorious establishment. It's uh, is Does it have <laughs> a lot of... Uh, paintings and mirrors art. let's say yes yes art on the, it's, it's, i what's it's, super weird is i have actually been there for an event <laughs> <laughs> and i heard a lot of weird stories from the staff that works there so i it's know. a trip <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a trip yeah, yeah if you're in we, vegas uh, it's worth just going to see well uh, they've revamped it and i don't know if it still has all the cool funky art on the ceilings on the walls it's just oh i, I, don't I know was i was there last august Oh, I was okay, there cool. for Black Hat. I was there oh, very awesome. recently. Yes. Okay, cool. So that's cool to know. Good. I'm glad. It glad it hasn't lost its charm. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, when we're running registration, there we're we're outside for two days straight in the heat, in the Vegas heat in oh, wow. July and August. Um, they had a tarpa for us the second day. The first day they did not. We were just basically getting fried. Um, I think it was halfway through the first day of that that third year. Um, but yeah, we were outside the whole day and, um, people were running. We had great help. Everybody's running, bringing us water constantly. Cause we can't leave. Yeah. Even when it was time to eat, we had to, it was so hot. Nobody wanted to eat or anything. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, tag team. You know, it was, it was great, but it was great. So then we did that for the first two years. Thank goodness that uh, besides Las Vegas moved. But at the same time, while that is going on, I'm just kind of running as a second. I wasn't running registration there. Um, mm-hmm. I was just helping out the day, pretty much the day of, yeah. um, which was still a lot of fun. And I did meet some amazing people there. The staff of B-Sides, there's some really cool folks there that have been on staff for B-Sides and that are currently on staff for B-Sides. And those people have done the churn. You know, the churn has happened there. Those people are constantly revolving out. Um, But while that was happening on that side, I also was getting pressure, I'll call it, from the Texas community to run B-Sides San Antonio. So in 2013, I put together... Uh, the first B-Side San Antonio, and I ran it for three years pretty much by myself just because I'm not good at delegating. Um, <laughs> but once again, it was getting me out, my, out of my shell. Now I'm the organizer, so people come to me to talk to me yep. instead of me having to reach out and try to make connections that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, It was glorious. I mean, not only did I bring an event to a community that really needed something um, from that perspective, I feel, but I start and I started that, and then when I handed it off, it was horribly. It's like handing your baby away. Yeah. <laughs> I handed it off to somebody to take care of it uh, for me and make it, you know, continue to let it let it you know, grow. And mm-hmm. the person I handed it off to, uh, Sayatic Nerd, he 
it's glorious. It's beautiful. Yeah. You go there now, it's huge. It's got multiple tracks. It's got, it's, it's great. I love the way he did with the event. So that, that happened there. Um, and at the same time, I'm running B-Sides Las Vegas, helping do the registration for B-Sides Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, when Michelle stepped down, uh, I don't remember which year it was, but then all of a sudden, boom, you're in charge of registration. Well, this is the same time where we've moved to the Tuscany Hotel and Casino. And we went from a 700-person event to what ended up being now is a 3,000-person event. Wow. So, yeah. And we, if you've ever been to Besides Las Vegas, you know we have the most ridiculous number of different kinds of badges it's just it's crazy yeah um <laughs> we uh but having managing that managing it with the sponsorship coordinator and and all the other different teams that we're working with internally registering everybody from the volunteers and the security staff or I'm sorry the safety safety ops staff um it's just it's it's blossomed it's it's once again blown up oh, yeah. and it's really fun to be a part of it it's a it's a great time. It's a great thing to do. Um, and I did that from I think it was five years. I ran registration there. Yeah, I think it was five years. Uh, had great help from great staff, and was happy to be able to pass that torch. Literally, I had a three D printed torch <laughs> given, and I literally cool. handed it to my successor at the registration desk last year. And uh, not involved this year. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah, starting off when it's so small and yeah. young, you know, and then just kind of watching it grow. And now, you know, there's, oh you know, three, four times as many attendees and stuff. And while at the same time, you know, kickstarting other ones around the country. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing something that from the ground floor and then being like, well, here, like, now it's your yeah. turn, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now do any of the, do any, are all the B-sides like affiliated at all? Like, do you guys kind of speak about what, you know, oh, this is what we're doing or we're all going to do this this year kind of thing? Well, there we do to a certain degree. I mean, the B side, the security B-sides uh, wiki page is managed and ran by uh, Jack Daniels, who's one of the, found, we'll call him the founding father um, to, at this point. He, uh, He's been doing this since the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, but the set of guidelines that are provided by security besides the, you know, the overarching, we call the mothership, yeah. um, they're very light. I think there's four rules. Um, you, you, know, you don't sell out your, your list. You don't, you don't sell out your attendee or your participant list. You don't, um, you know, you're, you're, it's going to be free or close to it. You're not going to have, you know, big, big fight or big uh, charges for the people who want to participate. Um, the majority of your money should come in from sponsorships. You have an open CFP. You can have one or two, you know, re, uh, invited talks, say for your keynote, if you mm-hmm. have a keynote or your closer, um, but otherwise everything should be going through an open CS, CFP and you follow a don't be a jerk kind of motto kind of, as yeah. far as your yeah I'm trying to think of a fully correct way to say that okay, the golden rule you know the golden rule right yeah. yeah i mean there's very it's very lightweight as far as the requirements put down from the mothership to be a b-sides event um yeah. and you have to be in contact you have to be in contact with the mothership so they can post the information on the security b-sides site because that's how things get you know that's how we track what's going on yeah um so yeah that happens we there is there are there's a slack that we have set up there it's not super active because people are doing their own thing yeah we have a mailing list but a lot of the communication between organizers excuse me between behind b 
between organizers happens at B-Sides events because we tend to attend each other's events. Um, I also just recently, I moved to San Diego area last May and within a month and a half of being here, I are offered to help organize their San Diego B-Sides, which we just <laughs> had on March 7th. I think we were the last B-Sides to take place before. Before, yeah. Quarantine, yeah. Quarantine. Yeah, so I don't know. There were a couple of, we were actually number 604 of the B-Sides events. So that's wow. how many B-Sides events globally that have taken place. 604. Have you ever been to any uh, ones out of the country? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. I was just wondering how, like, if if it's different at all, if it's just like, yeah, it's so, exactly the same. Just that's what the coolest thing is about these events because there's so little oversight. You know, I, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say so little oversight, but just yeah. there's not involvement by the mothership. Those very light, you know, requirements are there. Yeah. But every B sides is different. Every B sides has its own vibe, and it's really cool. I mean, yeah. even in when I was in Texas, I was on the board of directors for besides Texas because we were we were kind of being um, we did state sponsorship so people could sponsor once and all the events would get money out of it oh, cool. which was great um, but you go to Dallas totally different vibe than Austin totally oh, different yeah. vibe from San Antonio I mean there's and it's it kind of does just embrace the the vibe of the city it's in yeah you know it's really neat yeah and I could see that I mean I being from Texas like I definitely understand the difference in all those cities right. but like if if you were new to it or something or maybe that was your first event and you're from that city like it would make it a little bit easier for you to kind of get involved and be in it like you know it's just a little bit more familiar flavor you know around you know who's there and who's you know talking what they're talking about and stuff like that so yeah that's really great to know that it's not so defined like it has to be like this or this or this they're all kind of we're not going to look like a sans event we're not going to look like you know an art art well although rsa is its own monster but yeah yeah we're not going to look like it's we're not definitely not cookie cutter that's for sure i mean yeah, and that, that yeah, that's great to hear. And I think that kind of yeah, it goes back to the, those kind of four rules that you're saying. It's like you know these are the things, but you kind of make it your own type thing, which is great and probably helps people get involved a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So yeah, that was one of the things that got me out of my shell, got me motivated, um, got me speaking to people, made me com- uh, became more and more comfortable speaking publicly to large groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't, for whatever reason, my voice always cracks when I do an introduction of myself. It's the weirdest thing. You'd think my name would be fine, but no, that's when I get all, uh, <laughs> I oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. The amount of times I've had to redo an intro to a podcast because my voice is cracked or I've said my name wrong or something. What is, is the deal? I, I it's the weirdest it. thing. <laughs> get me into my topic and I'm usually really fine, but man, just initially, oh, it's so weird. But yeah, but it's been, it's been because of those events that I've been able to do that and start speaking at events um, on things that matter to me, um, which is nice. Um, I've briefed, you know, chiefs of staff before in the military when I worked for the DOD, living in San Antonio. That was impressive to me. I was like, hey, I made those guys laugh. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I knew. I was like, all right, this has definitely done me some good. So that was that. That's great. So, I mean, I mean, based on your experience, I mean, do you have any recommendations for people now, like going to events or who want to get involved? Is there like a, a a sign up or something for B-Sides where they can go if they want to help with an event or something like that? There's not one global one, once again, because every one of the events is um, individually, you know, they're all individually and regionally run. Um, But keep an eye out in your area um, for events. I'm hoping right now that uh, things will settle down. Um, There may be future opportunities to get involved in different ways. 
Um, but if once things hopefully settle down from where we're at right now as a as the world, yeah. um, we may be able to get back to what we consider normal, or maybe we're defining a whole new normal right now, right? We don't know. But uh, finding different ways to get involved might be a benefit. But I would absolutely keep it keep track, uh, keep an eye on Twitter. Um, that's a huge, that's where B-Side started. It started with a conversation mm-hmm. um, going across Twitter. So that's something that people aren't really, they don't, I don't do Twitter. Well, check it out. Maybe yeah, just, I mean. <laughs> check it out. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend that too. I mean, I had never really, I never used Twitter at all. Like I knew what it was. I just, uh, I'm not like a huge social media person anyway. Um, and uh, our mutual friend, Liz Wharton, was like, no, you definitely need to get on Twitter. It'll make it way easier to contact oh, yeah. people and have conversations and meet people and stuff. Um, and Absolutely. I would completely agree after having used it for, you know, a couple months now. Um, I mean, that is how you and me communicated and how we kind of right. set all of this up. Um, you know, most people don't just give out their phone numbers and stuff anymore. Right. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. Like you can find, you know, you can see what people have been talking about. I mean, it is a a great resource that, you know, just kind of came up out of nowhere. It's weird. Right. Yeah, it's it's it kind of was a migration. I guess everybody got off of IRC. Well, not everybody got off. There's still a lot of IRC happening. But in the hacker and the InfoSec community initially, way back when, it was all IRC all the time. And then when Twitter came up, these it was just, I don't know, I think it just evolved to Twitter somehow or another. Thing. I'm just yeah. very grateful that it didn't evolve to Facebook because I don't do Facebook. Yeah, nope. And I don't know how to do Facebook. My daughter sends me links. Oh my gosh, check out this guy's wall. What the heck are you talking about? I don't even know what, you, what you're saying. These words make no, mean nothing to me. Uh-huh. So yeah, Twitter is quick, it's easy. And there are a couple of key accounts that I would strongly recommend people follow and then can branch out from there if they want to make sure that they're not getting too much politics and things like that. Don't follow yeah. those accounts. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. It's really easy to kind of jump around. I mean, there's so many interesting people and like, yeah, you'll rain and like, I don't know how Twitter recommends what you see or like what it sends you notifications and stuff on. It's usually not people that I follow, but it's like, oh, well, this is actually kind of interesting. Like I didn't yeah, know. And it'll be I, like maybe somebody <laughs> I followed, like a comment they put somewhere and like you kind of get linked that way. But oh, yeah, it can be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really and there's a lot of great people and you can start building relationships there. I mean, I had I, I met some when you finally get to meet, and if the conference uh, from the conference circuit as well you get to meet the people you've talked to on Twitter who have neat ideas, things that interest you and to be able to connect with them in real life or in meet space is a lot of fun too. I've had, that's how I met one of my closest friends is on Twitter. And that was to me is amazing that we now have this amazing relationship as you know, we're like, we're buds and that's awesome for me. Yeah. I mean, I I did it kind of backwards. I met a bunch of people at ShmooCon when I was there with you. And then I, now I talk to him on Twitter and, you know, yeah, we interact. You're following, and, you're yeah. continuing the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you at the next event or something, you know, so yeah. uh, it's great. Uh, yeah. That's one way to go ahead and get involved. Um, just there's other community uh, geared organizations in various environments, a lot of DEF CON meetup groups, which are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um those are spectacular, the, and they're very regional. I know here we have one in San Diego. Uh, they're, they're, they're all on almost any community, and you yeah. can find those by going to the DEF CON forums pages. Okay. Um, they have a whole you know, DEF CON community uh, area in the forums. Uh, but yeah, those are great places to meet people, to start networking and talking about what you know, things that interest you, bring those things to the table. They love hearing, you know, people 
they they want to hear talks by everybody in the community because your interests are absolutely not going to be mine, right? In yeah. San Diego, we have a person who is just obsessed with payphones and and phone freaking. We had one of their payphones at the B sides event in San Diego, but he brings them to the DefCon meetups, and we just they just play with them. It's fun. I mean, wow. there's <laughs> I would never wanted to thought about looking at payphones, and I'm like, can I put a payphone in my house? That would yeah. be really cool. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, it would go really well right there on my wall, you know. But so that's something you'd never think of. But getting exposed to stuff, hardware hacking, things like that, things that mm-hmm. you may not have any experience with, lock picking. That's yeah. so much fun. I love lock picking. Not very yeah. good at it, but I love doing. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's something great, I've, I've noticed that the more recent cons and stuff that I'm doing, that lock picking is a huge thing that everyone oh, it's huge. kind of starting to get into or has been into, where you know, yeah, tell you years. like, oh yeah, uh, this it's is my thing. technique or this is what I do or something, which is really just something you wouldn't have thought about, but yeah, right. um, yeah, it's really and prevalent. Some, some of the organizations that are really prevalent in um, the conference space. Um, they they do amazing training and they'll do the training right there on the floor in mm-hmm. the lock picking villages, which is yeah. spectacular. It's a great opportunity to, to learn things. Um, at our, my last company event, we had our, uh, in December, we had an all hands meeting and, you know, in conjunction with our holiday party. Um, but we had a workshop day where we're soldering little Santa ornaments and we, people brought their kids in and oh, the cool. kids are soldering. And then on the other table, we have somebody else doing lock picking and, you know, showing people how to pick locks. And this is at my Thermo Fisher Scientific <laughs> Company event, which was, it was great. I mean, it was so much fun. So yeah. bringing those skills out to people in different ways is really important. So find those opportunities, man. Go check them out. Use Meetup. When yeah. we can start meeting up again, use meetup.com. There are so many things happening in your neighborhood, as mm-hmm. well as other organizations. Um, on the more corporate side of things, we've got ISSA, you've got ISACA um, from a, a, an auditing and a compliance perspective. Those are a couple of good organizations to get involved with if you're interested in that, mm-hmm. or if nothing else, to just network. And not everybody there is wearing, you know, the three-piece suit, you know? Yeah. They're there to... Uh, yeah, meet you're new people see, and find new skill sets. Yeah, you're going to see a bunch of people in cargo shorts or kilts or yep. something. There's, always, there's a little <laughs> well, bit of everybody. <laughs> maybe not an Isaka event so yeah, much. Yeah, maybe not Isaka. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking more, you know, like RSA, Black Hat, DEF CON, yeah, yeah. for That's sure. That's very different. That's very different. <laughs> That's very different. But yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of ways to get involved um, and help you find where your where your passion is. Because like you're talking, I mean, the... the opportunities are huge. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so many different things there. You know, what interests you is not going to be necessarily what interests somebody else or, you know, there's definitely specialization for everything. So um, just kind of take a look and see what what you like. And if you find that you have strong opinions about something, put that together in a a, uh, proposal for a paper and give a talk on it. Talk to people about it. I think Mm -hmm. it's a great way. I mean, sharing your knowledge, being an expert in what you do is so important. And there are mechanisms in place if you want to share that information because it should, um, unless you want to be one of those people who holds everything tight. Uh, (laughs) There are mechanisms in place to allow you to share that in a comfortable, uh, comfortable environment too. There are, you know, you can do podcasts, you can do, they have first time speaker tracks at some of the cons. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have a mentor help you walk through all this stuff. It's really, it's, it's important. It's important to share that information because otherwise we're all just working on our little, Tiny. Yep, our own little thing, not sharing yep. anything. It's just like, my oh, this is mine. This is mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. That doesn't work. That doesn't work well. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it does kind of feel like that a little bit while we're all quarantined, but uh, yeah, it definitely it yeah, share as oh, much as you geez. want. Um, and it, it, maybe this is like a good time because like now, I mean, a lot of things are going virtual. A lot of people are kind of kickstarting some virtual things like getting people in. So, I mean, now right. might be the best time to try to, you know, hop in and see what interests you and, you know, what's out there. Yeah, right. Maybe it's a lot easier talking to a large group of people if you can't see them, right? Yeah, if I can turn my <laughs> if I can turn my uh, video off and it's just yep, you know, just my, my screen, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or here's my slide deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's my slide deck. There you go. That's it. <laughs> it might be a good. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the be- best time for um, you know social distancing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, you do what you got to do. Well, thank you, Cindy. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, we're kind of coming pretty close to our, a lot of time that I had with you. So I just wanted awesome. to say thank you for, for talking to me today and uh, kind of talking about your history and then all the different events and everything. Um, I highly recommend everybody kind of search for what interests you and you know where you can find those things. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for mentorship. That's fine. Don't be afraid to ask people to mentor you. That's yes, important too. That's Thank you for bringing that up. Because yeah, I think that's something that a lot of new people are very wary about. But I don't think I've met somebody that would not want to mentor somebody on yeah, something. Absolutely. Like if is you know, if they understand what they're doing, they'd be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, yeah. very open and honest community of people who just want to help. Yeah, exactly. It's there's we're we're a really cool we are a pretty cool group of folks, man. We really yeah. are. I mean, all of us. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. It's cool. It's cool to be on this team. <laughs> we are a giant team. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's cool to be on this team. It's good. So. All right. Cool. Uh, cool. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Absolutely. It was great. Thank you very much. We'll definitely have you on again at some point. So thank you. Great. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, this is Thor. Thanks for listening to the Cyberry podcast and make sure to check back next Wednesday for our newest episode.